Anglesheen has been in local government for the good part of 30 years, but now she's hanging up her boots. The councillor will not recontest her seat on the Toowoomba Regional Council on March 28. Welcome to Toowoomba 2020, I'm your host Toby Loftus. I caught up with Councillor Gasheen a few weeks ago to discuss why she is retiring and what her plans are next. Councillor Gasheen, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. So it's been 29 years since you were first elected to a local government with the, um, at the Cliftonshire Council. Why now at the 2020 local government election are you deciding to hang up your boots? Well, it's time. 29 years working for the community. Uh, you just get, you just suddenly realise that it's time to move on. Let some other younger people come in. Um, some of the things that we did back in the 90s are recirculating and you need new ideas, you need to refresh. It's obviously has been, um, you were at the Clifton Council um, for 17 years and then the Toowoomba Regional Council. What have been some of the highlights for you during that time? You have to compare the two councils completely differently because Cliftonshire back in the 90s was typical of small country shires, very much hands-on, very much involved in the community, delivering those services on the ground in the community and being part of the community. We come to Amalgamation and it's a massive organisation. We are now strategic decision makers, so we we are not operational, whereas in the old days we were operational, but now we're strategic. We make decisions for the whole region, um, for the good of the regions. Not saying that the decisions we made in the past were not, but we were more, more operational and part of delivering. Mm -hmm. um, I guess out of the two um, systems, they were both quite different, um, the Clifton Regional, the Clifton Shire Council, sorry, and the Toowoomba Regional Council. Which sort of system and the way of local government operating did you prefer? I'd have to say that I do miss the days of Clifton Shire where we were very much the, the, the part of the community and you could ring the council and, you know, something would happen and it would get sorted. Whereas in the strategic level and the operational level, it's so much different. Not saying it's not bad, but um, you know, back in the small days, it was a lot, so much different. But we deliver different things these days, yeah. Um, obviously, Amalgamation came in 2008 and you were one of the, um, you were in the first and have been in the second and the third iterations of the Toowoomba Regional Council. Um, recently, you've been in the strategic planning, economic development and heritage portfolio, but before that, you had the administration and customer service portfolio. And through that, you brought some big changes to the council. Can you tell me a bit about that? So when we were amalgamated, you brought eight different councils together and you wouldn't believe that eight different councils can do the same thing eight different ways. So back then, uh, we still had districts and we had a port, um, portfolio system of districts. So it was very much making sure that we were delivering in the districts. 
and then the administration went to um, customer service. So one of the highlights of uh, the last um, term was the bringing the customer service together and delivering our customer service model, which we have then uh, won awards for that model. So um, that's probably one of the highlights. We always said amalgamation was going to take 10 years. So I have been a very vocal person for our districts and for, because I live in one of our small towns gave me that insight that I had to make sure that the amalgamated council did not uh, forget our small communities. Tell me a bit about that um, customer service um, model that you did introduce into Toowoomba. How, how does it work? Well, we have the customer service model where we have the, um, the call centre, which is very much different from what our small communities were used to. So there were a lot of teething problems. But uh, the, the model works, uh, we've got a pathway system and it all goes through. And look, we haven't had complaints about our customer service model for a long time now. But it was, it was educating the community on how t we were going to do business now. And we still, still deliver our business, but it was a different way of doing it. And it was recognised by the peers in the call centres and customer service area so that we did a win awards for it. It has been 12 years since amalgamation and you just said it would be a 10 year journey from um, to basically make everything go smoothly. Um, has it gone smoothly? Oh, of course not. <laughs> uh, the first term of council was um, fairly um, stressful because the, that first term from 2008 to 2012 was all the angst over the amalgamation for a start. Um, and trying to sort out how we were going to deliver the services that eight councils delivered eight different ways. And look, um, we're moving on from that now. Uh, the, the first four years and then the second four years was putting in the changes and look, yeah, times have changed now. The model is there, we're delivering. Um, yes, it's different from the 90s when I first started, but um, our Clifton Shire we did a lot for our Clifton Shire back then, so our Shire was um, very much um, had a lot of services that a lot of other Shires didn't have. Re-amalgamation as well, um, do you think that has been overall a positive thing for the region looking um, where we are now or, um, or is there still more that we can use to improve upon that? Oh look, there's always, always room for improvement and look, there are benefits and there are non-benefits to amalgamation. You know, a lot of the benefits are that you have um, the scale of um, big buying. So, you know, you, we save money on reseals and things like that because you can buy in bulk and all that sort of stuff. But um, one of the um, failures of amalgamation is the loss of um, council representatives in the, in the areas like... Um, some of our areas, you know, went from having 10 councillors, now they don't have any because we have um, 11 councillors over the whole region now. So that's one of the downfalls of the exercise, but um, economies of scale is, is very much uh, a positive benefit. You mentioned um, we do have those 11 councillors across the whole region. Um, we're not, of, Toowoomba isn't awarded um, council area. Um, no. Would, do you think um, representation for small towns could increase if 
there were wards in the region, or, but or would that not work in this area? Well, the problem you have with wards, um, and this is why they keep changing the boundaries with federal and state elections, the population needs to be equal in every ward. And of course, the population base in Toowoomba Regional Council is in the city. So technically, if you try to divide it up, you can divide it up in pie charts, or you can divide it up another way, and, and maybe you will get two councillors in the rural area, but all the rest will be based in the city. I, I have served under a ward system and also no ward system. There are benefits to both. I've always felt guilty because um, I don't get to the northern side, because I live on the southern side, I don't get to the northern side. I don't get to Yarraman as much as what I get to Clifton or Wilmerran. So representation-wise, I can see where they're not happy because they have no representation. So, and I don't, I have not been able to come up with a, how you would get around that. We do have, um, you yourself from Clifton, um, the mayor, Paul Antonio, is from um, Milmerin, and I believe there are a couple of other councillors who might also come from some of the rural areas too. So, is that still a positive thing to see that there is that kind of rural and smaller town background within council that it's just worked out that way? Well you need to, when, when we had the first amalgamation we had a representation from all the councils but we don't have that anymore. Um, it's hard for somebody that's lived in the city all their life to you know know what's going on out in the districts or have no rural background. Um, it certainly gives you an idea because I live in a small town I know how our small communities, even though all our communities are all different, they're, they're basically the same, um, you know, that have the same philosophy. Um, but if somebody has not lived out in the districts or in the rural area, they might not understand the issues. Do you hope to see your spot in council replaced by someone from out in a rural area? I'd like to see the mix on council be spread across our whole region so that we've, we've got not just one person, but maybe one or two or three people from the rural area or rural towns, plus the people from the city. You need that mix of um, city and um, rural. You also need the mix of male and female. The, um, what do you think going forward, um, a lot of this talk around the next election so far has been have things in the city, the um, things at Highfields or the DHA development at Mount Lofty. That's where a lot of um, the conversation has been so far. Um, what, what do people out in areas like Clifton want to see? Um, look, out in the rural areas, we um, one of our main focus would be our roads. You know, make sure that our roads are up to standard. Uh, gravel roads are an issue. Bitumen roads are an issue because over the last few years we've had the second range crossing, so a lot of our focus has been there and that's taken our focus because we've had to hook up. But we need to go back to the districts and say, OK, um, let's, let's look at our road network. Let's look at our streets in our towns because there has been a lack of maintenance on our streets in town because of the big issues. And look, we're, we're a, a major regional city, you know. Um, we need to focus on these big issues, but at the same time, we can't forget our communities. And they might only be small, in our big picture, they might only be small items, but to that community, they're a big item. 
and we've got to talk to our communities to find out what they want. We don't, we don't need to go out there and deliver something that they don't need. Um, we've got sporting fields, we've got um, parks and roads, but also the rules and regulations that we have for development in Toowoomba do not relate to a development. If somebody wants to set up a business in Clifton, you know, they don't need to um, look at all the rules and regulations that we have in the city because they, they, it's no comparison. So we have to be very mindful that we need to encourage somebody to develop in the districts but not put conditions on them that are not relevant to what they have. Obviously, there's been a lot of talk in um, the past year and probably even years and years before that too of um, tourism opportunities in our small towns. How do you, where do you see um, towns like Clifton and Milmerin and Oakey and all of these other Yarraman as well playing into, I guess, tourism and tourism potential? Tourism is a hard space to, um, to work in and all communities have uh, something about their communities. So these rural communities need to work together to, to de de deliver the drive market or the ride market, you know, the motorbikes, the classic cars, the people that want to get out of the city for the weekend. So we need to, and it, it's a hard exercise in some of these small towns to ask people to be open all weekend for, you know, it might be a really quiet weekend and nobody turns up, but um, it's different. But we need to encourage them and support them. Sometimes um, some of these small communities don't actually have the seed funding to develop an idea. And that's where council could step in to provide some seed funding to get some of these things off the ground. There's um, ideas obviously going around in Clifton at the moment for a um, large fossil museum. Um, megafauna. Megafauna, yes. yes. Um, that must be exciting for the town. Well, it is, and they've got the. Um, there is a megafauna display that's owned by a, a private person. Um, we need to foster that. Um, they're talking large museum, but maybe we need to take, start small and build because um, of all the costs that are involved. Mm. Is it ideas like that from individuals in towns, though, that um, can sort of drive? more visitation to the town which can in turn then grow those smaller towns in terms of like businesses and that kind of thing and, and that's where you start and you need to start with an idea and grow that idea but a lot of these small towns need that seed funding to to start the exercise um, and develop it and let it grow over time yeah in terms of seed funding, is that somewhere council can help out or is it somewhere council can lobby other levels of government to help out? I think it's both. I think um, council could provide some seed funding um, but also support um, in business development and applying for funding from other, other levels of government. Mm. Where do you see the future of our small towns going? Where do you see the future of Clifton? And yeah. It's... Um, our agriculture is our um, background to out there and we live in a great part of this world and agriculture is our, our biggest employer. We need to make sure that we don't put, the council does not put um, too much red tape um, in front of people that are trying their hardest and uh, we can't control the drought um, and water is a major issue and major issue for our, our small towns. Um, so it's all about supporting and encouraging, doing what we can to make sure 
that these towns thrive. Um, even if it is making sure the park is mown and the toilets are clean and the main streets are, um, are tidy and things like that, you know, not let them um, get run down. Do you think there is a risk that small towns like Clifton could be forgotten in the future by um, successive councils? Not by this council, but successive ones in the future. It is a concern. Look, I do, I do feel for the small towns, while I'm stepping back and I think because I'm from one of the small towns, so yeah, it is a concern and it made me um, think twice about whether I should do, but it is a concern for years going ahead. I don't think they'll die out completely, but we, we need to make sure that we don't compound the issues of drought and things like that. Um, for these communities. What's next for you now? It's been 29 years since you've been in local government. What, what is next for Anglishing the normal citizen? <laughs> well, we do run a business in Clifton, so um, I just thought it was time. You know how sometimes people stay too long and I need to do a bit of travelling, go back, I'll, I'll reconnect with my husband. Um, work in the business but we'll also um, take some time out to go and enjoy life you know we've got the toys we've got the caravan the boat the motorbikes you know maybe we could use it um, council has been my priority over the last 12 years especially in TRC days because Clifton days were a lot smaller and not a full-time job but TRC days have been a full-time job so it's going back reconnecting and I'm still part of our community because I am on a number of um, organisations in our town. So I will still be part of our town, part of you know the ambulance committee and the RSL and the hospital and things like that. So I don't cut all ties, but yeah, just going back and taking a backward step from this job and going work in another job. What's on your travel destination list? Uh, look, I think just um, Australia. You know, we, I've, we have done a few things overseas, but um, my husband would like to see a little bit more of Australia because uh, there's a lot to see in, in Australia. And uh, just, just a few little short trips around just to have a break, go fishing, that sort of stuff. Councillor Gasheen, um, thank you very much for joining the podcast this week. Thank you. That was Councillor Anne Glasheen speaking about her legacy and why she chose not to recontest the next Toowoomba Regional Council election. Next week, we'll be speaking with Councillor Chris Tate about his similar decision. Toowoomba 2020 is produced by me, Toby Loftus, for The Chronicle. This podcast is made possible thanks to The Chronicle's subscribers. To subscribe, visit thechronicle.com.au forward slash subscribe. See you next week.